Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Do you know what I feel like doing? I feel like kicking back, relaxing, and getting comfy. Welcome to the Get Comfy Lowdown. I'm your host, Kalo, as always, here to give you the lowdown on all things New York Jets. And as you can tell, I cannot contain my excitement anymore. But before we get into today's pod, we'd like to say thank you to anybody and everybody who is liking and sharing this podcast with anybody and everybody you know. We are back for Jets therapy, and I feel like today's session will be just great. I could not tell you how happy the 2022 NFL draft made me feel. I I just, I'm smiling right now thinking about it. I'm looking at my notes, and I'm just trying to fathom what just happened. Now, I did cover the full NFL draft. That was last week's episode. If you want any news or rumors, go check out that podcast. But right now, this is for the New York Jets fans in my life, in the Get Comfy universe, or anybody looking for Jets-related content. You'll find it right here. Now, heading into this draft, there were a lot of rumors, news surrounding Debo Samuel, surrounding the number four overall pick. Is it KT? Is it going to be Sauce? Is it going to be a tackle? It was honestly up in the air up until that point. Now, before we get into the draft, I feel as if we should address the Debo Samuel situation. Now, heading into this draft, I was fully on board with giving the number 10 overall pick to the 49ers, maybe with a second rounder or a third rounder for Debo. I was fully on board because at that pick, we were going to take a receiver anyway. At least that's what I felt. That's that's exactly what panned out to be. but. We decided to go a different route, and I was looking at the Rich Eisen show, and I was looking at Good Morning Football, and they made valid points in which, you know, the receiver position is a premium now. You're going to have to go out there, and I said this on the draft podcast, you have to go out there and pay your star receivers. Miami did it. Philly just did it. Jacksonville just paid Christian Kirk an absurd amount of money, you know, so on and so forth. But the Jets elected to go young and draft Garrett Wilson, and you can get a fifth-year option out of him, so that's worth noting. But getting back to Debo, it just, there were rumors that at that 10 pick, up until we selected Garrett Wilson, we were on the phone with San Francisco talking about this potential trade. Now, there were rumors that Elijah Moore was touted as a, to be a part of this trade, and there's no way I'm giving up Elijah Moore. He is one of those untouchable Jets. But the points that were made on Good Morning Morning Football outside of paying the receivers is now that we don't have to pay that big star receiver, that big paycheck, we can afford to not only fill out the rest of our team through this third wave of free agency, but we can also afford to pay... Quinn and Williams. It's just you need to keep those star players here. And of course, you talk about Jamal Adams and Sam Darnold. Those were picks that didn't really pan out here in New York. But Quinn and Williams just seems like a person we need to pay. We need to keep them here to build around. So I'm happy. I don't feel empty that we missed out on Debo. It's just one of those situations where, hey, if it happened, great. If not, and we made the right picks moving forward, then Let's go. So now let's get into the NFL draft. 
you know, looking at how the board played out, Trayvon Walker, number one overall, number two, Aiden Hutchinson, which was a lock. Number three, Derek Stingley Jr. was interesting at the Houston pick. And there we are with all of my top talent, all the people on my big board waiting right there. We had Kayvon Thibodeau. We had Evan Neal. We had Sauce Gardner. We had everybody I could have ever wanted there at the pick for number four overall. With our first pick in the first round at pick four, we went cornerback Ahmad Gardner. Give me Sauce. The lockdown cornerback out of Cincinnati, totaling 68 tackles, 16 defended passes, nine interceptions, and three and a half sacks over 33 games. And also, I might add, he has not let up a touchdown in his collegiate career. Sauce Gardner is just a great, a great pickup. It's a home run hit, and he gives us the thing that we've been missing, and that's our number one corner. Yeah, of course, Brandon Eccles, Michael Carter, on defense, not the running back, but, you know, Bryce Hall, you know, those people have been great and they've stepped up when needed, but we have missed that true number one lockdown corner since Revis. And don't even get me started on Tremaine Johnson, that deal, that horrible, or honestly, one of the worst free agent acquisitions of all time in the NFL. But we're not here to talk about negativity. Sauce Gardner is going to bring something to this defense that has been missing. Man-to-man coverage that is just straight-up lockdown. And when you're in a division with Tariq Hill, Devontae Parker, Stephon Diggs, you know, and the AFC alone has all the star receivers, at least in my opinion. But, yeah, like, we need that number one corner. And here is Ahmad Sauce Gardner to answer the call. Now, with the second pick in the first round that we have in our pick 10, we took Ohio State's or excuse me, the Ohio State's Garrett Wilson, wide receiver, arguably the best receiver in the class. He's only 21 years old, and he just has the world of potential. He caught 70 passes for 1,058 yards and 12 touchdowns at Ohio State last season. He just can truly take the top off the defense, the speedster, and now you pair him up in a wide receiving core that now features Corey Davis, Elijah Moore, now Garrett Wilson, Braxton Berrios, and Denzel Mims is also like that weird like wild card, I'd call him, because we don't truly know what he's going to bring to the table. We also don't know how long he's going to last on the team with now drafting Garrett Wilson. Of course, now we've been looking for that star receiver. I think he lines up outside the numbers. Elijah in the slot. Braxton Berrios will now rotate out. Zach Wilson's got weapons, something that Sam Darnold never had, something that Geno Smith never had, something that Mark Sanchez never had. He has a dynamic offense, and it's only going to get better as the draft goes on. I just, it's just amazing. And I would have been fine there. I would have been totally fine. Now, before we continue the show, I wanted to take a little time to talk about Noom. Noom uses the latest in behavioral science to empower people to take control of their health for good through a combination of psychology, technology, and human coaching on their platform to help millions of users meet their personal health and wellness goals. 
A lot of people face pressures to change themselves to fit other people's expectations. And the more freeing solution is to find the things that work for you. Noom understands that everyone's weight loss journey is unique. And what works for someone else might not really work for you. That's why Noom's approach adapts to your lifestyle. It's flexible and focuses on progress, not perfection, allowing you to work towards your goals at a pace that's comfortable for you. And for me personally, that's huge. I know that I am not Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I know that I'm not getting up at four in the morning to go work out. But by using Noom and having that little more of uh, flexibility and stability, it certainly helps with my journey here. Noom also makes it easy to start your weight loss journey and stay on track with personalized lessons that help you gain confidence and a practical knowledge one-on-one coaching, and cognitive behavioral approaches that teach you how to be mindful of your habits. 75% of Noom weight loss users finished the program, and more than 60% of users that engaged with the program kept the weight off for a year or more. So start building better habits for healthier long-term results. Sign up for your trial at Noom.com slash believe. Again, that is Noom, N-O-O-M, dot com slash believe b l i figured you know what i'll check out of the draft it's fine i don't i don't need to see any more the jets got their picks and nothing else crazy could happen in the world of the jets that i personally care about but no joe douglas decided at pick 26 with the tennessee titans he's going to trade back up into the first round and get this this stud jermaine johnson the second edge out of florida state I mean, he can be a dominant force. And let's not forget Carl Lawson is coming back from injury. And now he tallied 11 and a half sacks in 2021 in his lone season with the Seminoles after two years at Georgia. He also recorded 17 and a half tackles for loss and 70 combined tackles. Again, the Jets did exactly what they said they were going to do. Address edge, address corner, address receiver. Three of the biggest needs of this team were in those key positions, those key positions that win you football games, the pass rush, the receiving core, and then locking a back end of your defense with Ahmad Gardner. This, this alone made me so happy. I mean, he slid down boards and everyone's like, why? Like, why is he doing that? Why is he sliding? And no one really could have came up with an answer. And then the Jets figured, you know what, let's get aggressive. Let's do the thing. So they traded one of their high-end second-round picks, and I believe a third, to the Titans. We moved up. We got Jermaine Johnson. That was day one. Fully satisfied. Three starters right off the bat. I cannot wait to see this class take the field. But we're going to move on to the second round, where things got even more interesting. Now, in this round, we did have the second round. We did have two second round picks, but we traded one to go get Jermaine Johnson. Now, in round two, with pick 36, the New York Jets select running back Brees Hall. Now, I was personally confused. I was like, why are we taking a running back when when we have N'Kobe Dean sitting there, you know, I just don't understand. We drafted Michael Carter last year, and he's been great. But looking at this potential between Michael Carter and Brees Hall, Brees Hall is the top running back in this class. I don't care what anybody says. But in his two 
in Ohio in Iowa State, he totaled 56 touchdowns. 41 of those scores came on the ground over the last two seasons. Now, he also ran for 1,400 yards in each of his final two seasons in his college campaign. The tape t- just says it all. Brees Hall is that dude. He is an elusive back. Pair him with Michael Carter. Let's not forget we have Tevin Coleman back there as well. And now our starters at least appear to be Michael Carter running back one, Brees Hall, and Nick Baldwin, which is a fullback. And then the backups include Tevin Coleman, Ty Johnson, Michael Perrine, Austin Walter, and Zavon Knight. Now, if I had to pick any of those backups to go, I believe Ty Johnson and Michael Perrine are out. I don't know about Austin Walter. Those kind of feel like camp bodies and or, you know, pure depth. But I do believe the duty will be, be pretty much split between Michael Carter and Brees Hall, rightfully so. Just two amazing backs. I, I just couldn't get over it. Now, we're going to move on to the third round. This is the next Jet pick here. With pick 101, the Jets select tight end Jeremy Ruckert. He didn't really put up those receiving yards, but he got down and dirty. He is a excellent tight end that we're going to put behind CJ Uzama and Tyler Conklin. I also feel as if he can develop into something great. You know, again, like I said, he didn't put up stellar numbers, but I feel as if he's going to do better in the run block game. Also too, he's a, he's a Jets fan. Like uh, that's like the perfect dream, isn't it? To be drafted by the team you love and seeing his dad get hyped when he got drafted with something else. Now, in round four with pick 111, the New York Jets select offensive tackle Max Mitchell. It's just offensive line insurance at this point, and it's rightfully so because Mekhi Becton's injury concerns are always uncertain, but I just... He only allowed 13 pressures over 859 snaps at right tackle. And Pro Football Focus has him named at the highest graded tackle in the nation. Now, this brings me to my next thing here, because this does include the draft. But Mekhi Becton, I believe that the first round alone showed the Jets fans what they need to know about Mekhi Becton, that he is there at left tackle. He Bob Sala, Rob Sala, said that he he alluded to, I'm not going to say he flat out said it, but he alluded to that Mekhi Becton could be moved over to the right side and Fant on the left. I'll honestly take it, but Mekhi Becton has been putting in that work, much like Denzel Mims, and I really hope those two blossom into starters again. Now, what we could do moving forward, I don't know with Mekhi Becton, but I really hope it pans out. I like him. He's obviously putting in the work. He's dedicated to the cause. Let's get this thing going. Now, moving on to round four with pick 117, the New York Jets select from Texas A&M defensive end Michael Clemens. Now, he was a head scratcher for me. This is where I thought we would go linebacker. This is where I thought, you know, that's where we would fill some holes. And of course, in the fourth round this late, are we really going to get any of those big impact, you know, those impact players? I don't know. We could. I hope this guy pans out. But um, he had a breakout season at Texas A&M. He recorded 23 tackles, 11 tackles for losses, seven sacks and two deflections and one fumble recovery and one forced fumble and touchdown. 
Now, those were all career highs. He did have concerns, and I didn't read into it too much. But apparently, he got into some trouble carrying a weapon in his car, but he didn't have it in the glove box, but he did have a license to carry it. So things like that, of course, deflect people from taking those prospects. But again, the culture here is a big change, and I feel as if Joe Douglas and uh, Coach Sala can really get this ship pointed in the right direction. I hope he pans out because with draft picks like Jabari Zuniga, Quinn and Copels, like uh, those are two ends of the spectrum, but I don't really hear anything from them. I'd rather, you know, depth happen here. And again, going back to that defensive line, pass rush is key. That's what's going to win us games. But overall, I'm looking at this draft class and I could not be happier. I also want to mention those last three picks were picks that the Jets watched and coached at the senior bowl. So they obviously know the player and there has to be something special there for them to follow through on this and draft these guys late. So overall draft class is just amazing. It's better than normal. And I would even compare it to last year where like, I was like, all right, Zach Wilson, Elijah Moore. I was over the moon about Michael Carter. Like those are great picks, but this draft class feels special. This, this will be the pick or the set of picks that will define Joe Douglas's career here at the Jets because he needs to start producing winners. And looking back, it's very like half and half on who he's selected. But I have confidence in this draft class. I really hope they pan out. It's just, you feel good. And I don't want to get too overhyped about it because there's that Jets roadmap I always see on Twitter where it's like, yeah, post-draft, we're feeling amazing, like nine and seven or whatever, nine and... No, it'd be 10 and seven now with the extra game. I don't know. I'm not good at math, but yeah, like we're in that stage where we're getting overhyped and we're getting, you know, pumped up rightfully. So it was a great draft class, but I want to subvert expectations and kind of go into this season thinking, you know what? Anything is possible. We can do anything. Let's just start building. Let's build this. And that's what the Jets are doing through the draft. But of course, if there's more New York Jets news heading into the offseason, of course, I'll report on it. If there's any other breaking NFL news, I'd love to talk about it here on the Get Comfy Lowdown. But that about does it here for the Get Comfy Lowdown. We hope you guys enjoyed. This show goes live every Wednesday morning. We got the Get Comfy Game Break every Friday morning. And of course, the Get Comfy Podcast every Sunday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on all major listening platforms like iTunes, Spotify, and of course, the Believe Network. Ivan Kalo, and let's jet up, baby. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.